Hello, and welcome to the Thoughts on Money podcast, what we like to call Tom. I'm your host, Trevor Cummings, and your author of the Tom blog. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about the article that was written called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. This article was all about budgeting. Why did I choose a topic on budgeting? Well, we are approaching the new year, and man, did 2019 go fast. And what do most people do when the new year comes around? You're exactly right. They come up with resolutions. And I would say that um, you probably know this from friends, but the most common resolutions are going to be things about uh, health and fitness or things about your money. So you'll find a lot of people joining gyms, starting diets, or um, committing more seriously to their budget. With that said, I thought we should talk about, hey, if you're going to do that, if you're going to make some changes to your budget, we know that a lot of resolutions are short-lived, but how could you make some changes that are actually impactful, that will have a long-lasting impact in creating a greater benefit for you? And if we really boil it down and kind of oversimplify it, the reason people budget is because they want to save more. I know that sounds like an odd way to articulate it, but there's this idea that you got money that comes in the door and then money that goes out the door spending. Whatever the surplus or leftover is what you get to save and use towards things that can range from sending a kid to college to a vacation to getting you know a facial or a massage or something special for yourself. So this idea of budgeting is, one, so that we have like a good handle on our finances, um, and then two, just to create some margin and some, some surplus so we can use it towards things that we like. Here's the tough thing uh, about budgeting. You can go out there and read a lot of blogs, and, and people talk about this a lot lately, and it's this idea of spend shaming. Um, yeah, that's what they call it, spend shaming, that you'll read these financial blogs and they'll talk about like, hey, do you drink Starbucks? Do you go to Starbucks every day? Man, that's a really bad idea because if it costs you know $3.99 for a Starbucks and you go 20 times a month and you do the multiplication on that and you do that over 10 years, man, look how much you're spending and how much you could be saving. Is that math true? Yeah. Is it practical? Probably not. I know that my wife likes to go to Starbucks, and uh, she derives joy out of it. She enjoys the coffee. She enjoys the visit. She enjoys the routine of it. And could we save money if we didn't go to Starbucks? Yeah, but it's probably not the most impactful way to change our budget. And honestly, I've seen it with folks. Like, it it can cause strife too, right? If you tell uh, your partner, like, hey, you go to this gym that costs a little bit more than this gym, you should change. Or you go to coffee too much, we need to adjust that. And I'm here to tell you that those type of things are probably not where I would start the budgeting process. They're not the most impactful. Now, I will say I had one reader who's a client uh, come back to me and say, hey, I've seen a lot of people that do a lot of frivolous spending. And when you, you do it in a lot of different areas, it can really add up and it can have a negative impact. And that's true. So today's article was definitely not about saying that those things absolutely don't matter. It's saying, hey, when you begin budgeting, uh, that's probably not the first place I would start. And let's go into the article. What did it talk about? Well, it said that if you focus on those small things, they, they, they tend to not affect the bottom line a ton. So what you should start by doing is looking at, hey, where do you spend most of your money? And let me go backwards a little bit. I talked about this idea when people begin budgeting. The traditional way that they would budget, which actually I think this is a good way to start. I just want to 
edit or, or, or change how what kind of conclusion you'll get from this, but let's let's take a look. So when you begin budgeting, you pick out like these 12, 14, 16 different categories on where you want to kind of drop your expenses into. So that could be things like mortgage and rent. It could be like food. It could be clothing. It could be the gym. It could be general shopping. It could be going out to eat. So you come up with these different categories, right? And then, you know, January 1st comes around, you're going to start to budget. So, you know, your card gets swiped six or seven times in the first couple of days and you take those individual expenses and you assign them to categories. In the middle of the month or towards the end of the month, you get an idea of, hey, did I spend more than I planned to or less than I planned to and kind of so on and so forth. When you do that type of activity, what's naturally going to happen, and let's just use the food budget as an easy example, is let's say you've allocated $1,000 to spend on food, and then you find on the 22nd of the month that you've already hit you know, 1050 so you went over that budget. What that's going to do to you is it's going to send you into a place where like, oh, I've, you know, I've hit the red in that area. I really need to focus. I need to scale back. I'll cancel that social dinner I was going to go to with some friends. I'll really kind of control this area. And you get so caught up in the categories and you're trying to manage that small thing that when you really boil it down, you might look like, oh, wow, I was kind of putting all this energy and effort to save $50 or $100 or $200. I'm not here to say that that won't be impactful over the long run. I'm saying that's probably not the area that I focus first. So where would I focus? Well, when I make those categories and I'm looking at how much is spent there, I would itemize those categories by where you spend most of your money. And what I talked about in the article, for most people, I'm not saying everybody, uh, and that's why you need to find out what it is for you, but for most people, those top three expenses will be things like your mortgage or your rent payment, your taxes, and your medical expenses. Those three things are often overlooked too, and let me tell you why. They're overlooked because when you think about your mortgage or rent, you're never going to go over that budget category. Right, because you go into it knowing I spend three thousand a month on my mortgage, so I'm going to assign that budget category to three thousand dollars. That will never grab your attention because you'll never go over because it's a fixed expense. But here's my point: Is there a way that you could reduce that cost, and could it be more impactful than focusing on a different category? It definitely can. So let's just think through that with this idea of mortgage or rent. And your situation is going to be unique, but what I want you to gather from my brainstorming process is that you need to ask yourself questions to pull on that thread and dig for your situation to say, can I move the needle on these high-cost expenses and make an impact on my budget? So let's think through that, right? Let's say we use myself as an example. In the past, I was a renter. And my wife and I, we sat down. We knew we wanted to be homeowners one day, but we calculated all the differences. And we actually found for the area that we lived in and the type of mortgage we did, it was actually a lower cost to do a mortgage than it was to rent. In addition, we saved in taxes from making that change. So I was able to take a fixed expense, one of the more meaningful expenses on on my personal budget, and by deciding to buy rather than rent, it moved the needle and uh, it allowed us to save more right? That's not going to be everybody's situation. But think about it. Are there some people that are now empty nesters that live in a house larger than they might need? Okay. Maybe they could rent a room. Maybe they don't want to rent a room. Maybe they want to downsize. Those things will make an impact on their expenses when it comes to mortgage and rent. Somebody, again, you can go through this, but maybe somebody has a mortgage and the interest rate is a little higher than the current going rate. What would a refinance do? Well, it would lower their monthly payment. And again, that would probably be more impactful than giving up Starbucks. Again, situational, but something that should be looked at. 
Um, I've had folks that want to retire early and maybe they were five, six years into a 30-year fixed mortgage. And by just refinancing and, and taking that term out a little bit longer, like a new 30 years, it was able for them to lower that mortgage expense uh, and able to create a financial plan that kind of all penciled. So what I'm saying is I know that mortgage and rent isn't going to jump out on your budget as something to look at because you knew how much it was going to cost. You see it as a fixed expense, but I'm saying it's worth your attention. And then let's shift to the other areas that I mentioned. I mentioned medical and taxes. Those aren't going to get a lot of your attention. Why? Because most of the time they come out of your paycheck before you even see it, right? We're so used to seeing that net number that comes out on our paycheck. But guess what? There's a gross number. There's the number that you actually get paid before taxes and employee benefits and things get withheld. So it's worthwhile to slow down. And we'll start with medical because it's not Medical's not super complex. In my experience, it, it often is not as much of a needle mover as taxes. So we'll start there. So when you think about your medical expenses, there's two parts to it. One is the premium that you're going to pay. And two is uh, what you're going to pay throughout the year for actual medical. So in regards to the premium, each year you're going to have open enrollment if your employer is providing this plan. Or if you're self-employed, you're going to have choices on the open market on, on what you can, can, can get. Um, and these plans are going to range. Um, they're going to range in their monthly expense, and it's going to it's going to depend on your personal medical needs. So if you're somebody that doesn't go to the doctor a lot, um, you can adjust your coverage to give yourself a more favorable monthly payment. And again, those savings will show up on your budget. If you're doing one of those plans, there's also options where you could use flexible spending accounts or health savings accounts, and we've written about them in the past, so you can look at our previous articles. Um, and those are not only ways that you can cover these medical expenses, but they're also going to create a tax benefit for you as well. And, and that takes us a, a good segue to taxes. Most of us don't have the basic, what I'll call the tax acumen, to even have a tax conversation. We don't understand kind of how taxes work, right? How it's calculated, where where it goes on our money. So we don't know to look for particular deductions and things of that nature. If you have a tax professional or CPA that helps you, it is worthwhile to sit down and say, hey, I know you prepare my taxes every year, but is there some planning that I need to do? Could I change my uh, charitable contributions or could I adjust um, this or that? And would it make a tax impact? And I'm going to tell you, if you take the time to slow down and do that, there will be a lot of money that could potentially be saved there. And uh, I hate to go back to that example again, but I I think you will find more money to save there than you would on canceling a Netflix subscription or changing your Starbucks routine. So that was kind of the premise of the article. And and again, what I want to reiterate is that this is all kind of launching from this idea that many of us will set resolutions. And we know from experience that many of those resolutions uh, won't be sustained. They'll be something that we can't do for the long haul. If you make these adjustments, like if you were able to lower your, your housing cost, or if you're able to make this tax adjustment or this medical adjustment, those things, once put in place, would be happening in the background And I'm telling you the savings that they create, it will compound over time and it will make a meaningful difference. And that's why I mentioned in the article, it could make a meaningful difference in the sense of like taking another vacation every couple years or planning out an early retirement. It's just worthwhile for you to slow down. And again, when you categorize these budget categories, instead of letting your attention draw directly to the the one where you're maybe overspending, draw your attention to the biggest expenses on your on your budget. 
and then focus on those items on asking yourself questions. What could I do to make an impact on this area? And what I said in the article is, hey, think of it this way. Saving 10% on your largest item is extremely more meaningful and impactful than saving 10% on your smallest item on your budget. So I know that was a lot about budgets, but again, New Year's coming around. Maybe you want to create a better financial situation for your family. You want to put a little focus and attention there. So that's my advice for this week's Thoughts on Money. I hope you enjoy the article. As we always ask, please leave comments on the podcast and give a rating. Also, you're welcome to email me at tcummings at thebonsagroup.com with any feedback or comments. We look forward to hearing from you. Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and it's not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information reference herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.